1: Navigation system. Please say a command. On ignition. Power. Seat belts fastened. Shift drive. Twin City Sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL broadcast studios. This is the Ride with Royce. He's going to the-
2: We are on a beautiful day here at the Minnesota State Fair. A lot more people than have been here the last two days because the weather's wonderful. And it's a Wednesday. Johnny Krasinski from The Athletic is with us. How you doing, sir? Doing good,
3: Patrick. Had uh, to be a part of history here. So Yes,
2: yes. Has the crew been out here yet this year? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow the the, yep, is on the. Yep. And the boss is going to be here. She not, will. Yep. The three year old will be here. That's not the missus, no, by the way. No, <laughs> it is the three year old, and she, she will for? be calling shot.
3: Not till March. Really? yeah man yeah. so she is a she's a young three but uh-huh. she's uh she is a tyrant i have a question i have a question yeah. johnny because our kids are almost exactly the same age yeah is your 3 year old because, because of the older sibling, more difficult than the older one oh, was? What, uh, no see, question. See, I'm going through the same thing oh, right now. I'm like, what happened to oh, this demon child? It's <laughs> not even close. <laughs> oh. And I told that with, uh, you know, with the wife when we were talking about expanding the family. I said, number one it was a saint. Yeah. And I said, you know what's coming with number two, right? Yeah. And that's exactly what we got. I mean, she has put us through the ringer. She's, she's but, a joy, but, but she you know makes what? us work for it.
2: Now, I don't obviously know her that well. I've just seen her in action a couple of times, but she's Bud Grant. Yeah. She doesn't have to say anything. No. She just got to look
3: at No. Yeah. You know what's going on. Yes. got to look at you
2: and you shape up, man, you.
3: Yeah, and <laughs> she is at a point now where she will not hesitate to raise her voice if she okay, needs to, okay. but, well, Bob but say, Yeah, yeah but fine. she uh she has that icy glare that will just <laughs> freeze you in your tracks.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. So, uh what uh, Thibodeau uh, was out here the other mm. day making the rounds Yeah. Uh, uh, very gracious to everybody. Although, uh, who was it that I ran into said uh, that uh, Tibbs will bring up the Celtics thing about the. Uh, yeah, the, KG and you know, Ray Allen Yeah, and yeah, and yeah KG Pierce. and the whole. Uh, uh,
3: sacrificing know, for each other. Trying to get sacrificing
2: yeah. three eight for each other. And uh, so I think that one has uh, been pretty well repeated <laughs> uh, all around. But, uh, you know, what's uh, your feeling? What would nothing? Cat has disappeared from the news. Last year at this time, we were uh, speculating as to uh, Wiggins had agreed and when was he actually going to sign. Do we even know if there's been any negotiations here? Or what?
3: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it, it has been very quiet on that front. I, I did report earlier this summer that he has an offer in front of him for, for max money. Now, the the thing is, is that the way these contracts are structured, you can – the max you can get at twenty five percent of the cap max, or if he makes all NBA, he could be eligible for thirty percent of the cap, uh, and so you can negotiate in that little window. If you know, hey, can, can you be eligible for that thirty percent, or do you want? Do we want to keep you at twenty five, twenty six? And so there's a few things that they can kind of. So, Look at so as, you
2: make a deal with him, and then if he makes the before that thing kicks in, if he makes all NBA, then it goes up to thirty percent.
3: Right? Yep. It, so if it's the true max, then yes. that's what it would be. Um. Then there are some players and 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 some teams that get like that twenty five percent max, and that's where you're at. And yeah, so Wiggins has
2: twenty five percent max. Yep. Exactly.
3: Yeah. And so um, so uh, the, you can negotiate that. You could also negotiate. You know, Do you get a player option on the last year of the deal? So I think there are a few things that, that can be up for debate in that. But I think also the other thing that, that Cat is doing by sort of dragging it out is letting them know that uh, he wants maybe a little more consideration with some of the other things that have gone on here. And, and he's trying to exert a little bit of leverage that he has in these negotiations by making them sweat a little bit by, by doing it this way.
2: What uh, would be his, uh, was it, I know they apparently had a guy that he liked yeah. that they got rid of, but that can't be it. All of it is it, that he doesn't think he got the ball enough. They didn't rely on him enough. What, what do you think I, might I, be his number one complaint? Or maybe Jimmy doesn't like the personality conflict. What, yeah, what do you think it is?
3: I, I think there's some personality conflicts that obviously can be ab- easily resolved with with just some conversations, but um, I do think that there's—he's a 22-year-old and he sees sort of the the way Jimmy has kind of given the run of the place, and um, and wonders if he's as valued as Jimmy is. Now, I mean, he clearly is. Yeah. I, I don't think that you know Tibbs or Glenn Taylor or anybody is trying to say that Carl is a Robin to his bat to Jimmy's Batman. But, you know, as a younger guy, I, you know these guys are also not the ones that put their arm around you and say, hey, we love you, buddy, we need you, that kind of thing. And so um, I think that, you know, there's there's some of that that's probably in play here, too. And it's, you know, there's a little bit of diva tendencies there, no more, question more about it. More with
2: him than, uh, you know, Wiggins is just fine if everybody leaves him alone. Right, right? yeah, he yeah, does, yeah. He doesn't he, care.
3: He's got his money. Yeah, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't need to be the... The central figure. I do think that with Wiggins, he wants to figure out exactly how him and Jimmy work together because they're really similar offensive yeah. players. I mean, mid range guys get to the basket, guys don't shoot threes. And so I think they tripped over each other a little bit last year. And I think he's, he's trying to figure out that part of it a little
2: bit. Uh, Manny, though, of the questions I asked Tibbs here the other day, the only time he got his back up a little was when I asked him about, I said, uh, I said I, I would imagine the hope would be that Butler and Wiggins had figured out a little better how to yeah. how to play off each other more, and that's when he came up with his figures about twenty-seven
3: and ten offensive
2: efficiency. Everybody mm-hmm. giving up a little bit, mm-hmm. and I think the point he was making is they did fine playing off each other last year. So well, yeah, it, it didn't, didn't you get that?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, because Johnny, you and I, we kind of talked about this on, on the podcast mm-hmm. last week about. It's, it just seems to me like ever since Jimmy got here, and this is not to say that Jimmy has been a problem, he certainly hasn't been a problem, but it seems like ever since Jimmy got here, Andrew has had to sort of take a back seat. When he was used to the first couple years in the league with his team, he was used to being the guy who got the most shots and being sort of the number one scoring option. Jimmy comes in, takes some shots away, and you could kind of see it on the floor that it, it affected Andrew quite a bit because... The efficiency numbers that he had, which which already weren't great, they went down and they got worse. And so now it seems to me like the challenge for Tibbs and the coaching staff and for Jimmy Butler is to find a way to get those guys to coexist on the floor at the same time so that they're both putting up good numbers. It doesn't, I mean, the per game average numbers doesn't, mean anything to me it's just Andrew finding a way to take better shots and make better decisions right
3: and and you know what the Wolves will say is well I think I think Andrew still technically led the team in a shot attempts per game but yeah it was clearly an adjustment for him because yeah. he was used to okay late in the fourth quarter he got the ball all the time yep and he was taking all of the shots and and he was doing and 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 it, it was a struggle for him now where I do totally agree with Tibbs is you they They made these sacrifices, and maybe it wasn't going as great as as they wanted it to, but they still won forty seven and got right. to the playoffs and so part of it is they are going to have to figure out that you know each guy isn't going to get twenty eight shots a game and and so you know part of it has to be a maturity on on the player's end yes. to understand that hey what we are asking you to do we are taking big steps forward in the win department, and so if you keep on listening to us. This, this will follow. This will continue, and there will be there'll be more winning ahead.
2: I do think that uh, w- when you leave the arena and uh, you're you're talking to a teammate or you're just talking to your pals, there's got to be a number of times where Cat and Wiggins left with their various groups saying, "Are we going to do that again? We're going to give Jimmy the ball the last twenty seconds and a one." Uh, point game and have him yo-yo from 50 feet and then all of a sudden throw up a shot. How many times do we have to lose a game this way? Sure. I would think. Yeah. I mean, I I've given Andrew the ball back with 20 seconds to go. I know a lot of people don't like to hear that, yeah. but he did better with it than uh, Butler does at the end of the game.
3: Yeah, he, he, Butler, some of Butler's numbers late in games it's, it's, historically has historically been really good. Last year there were some shot selection issues I think and Some things that he was working through. Really good, but
0: then, yeah, as soon as he got here, it was completely different. Yeah,
3: and so you know, again, I think that's part of working it out. But I, you know, Tibbs will also bristle at this a little bit. But when you have a player as offensively gifted and versatile as Carl Anthony Towns, for him to kind of really not be a factor in those situations, it seems like there's got to be a way to get him involved and put some more pressure on the defense, even even if it's to open things up. For
0: other people, but come it, you know, away it,
2: from the come away from the basket, and that's yeah, hard. Yeah. And
0: it's hard to do that because Cat's a big, and he's not a wing right. player. And you can just sort of give the ball to a wing, and he can isolate and do whatever he wants. But even though it's harder for Cat, you still got to find a way to do sure. it. He's too he's offensively too talented to just have him not be a factor at all. That's right.
2: All righty, we'll take a break. Be back. Johnny Krasinski from the Athletic has uh, stopped by to say hello. Gorgeous day at the Minnesota State Fair. No rain anywhere, isn't that nice? Johnny Krasinski from The Athletic is uh, with us. Johnny, uh, there's two audiences for every sports team. There's the hardcore, think-they-know-the-game, some-do-know-the-game, highly-critical crowd that usually takes over social media and Mm -hmm. other outlets. And then there's the people who just kinda like to go and enjoy a game and uh you know, they're they're hoping the home team wins but it's not life and death. That crowd enjoyed last season. That's they right. They had <laughs> uh they had their highest the Timberwolves, they had their highest number of sellouts in since the, what, like the third 91 year in existence. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh big rabid crowds uh late in the season that Denver game and then the the two home playoff games. The first half of that uh uh fourth Game playoff. but oh, yeah, well, the, the third oh. one, but the fourth one, the first half when they played great. Then they crazy. Gave, then they went out and gave up a hundred points <laughs> the second half. But but it was rabid and fun. Mm-hmm. And the conversation, you know, the no matter how people want to ju- judge this, if they'd kept if they kept Zach and they'd they'd made the thing. They the conversation level about this team would have been a fraction fractional. Oh it no is. doubt. I mean the people are People are now interested enough to complain, you yes. know what i'm yeah. saying yeah. Is, is what's going on here i mean it's yeah. it's certainly been a boost in that in that way,
3: yeah, without question and and I mean you know i've been one that have, has said a lot I mean maybe tibbs has he certainly has some things that that some people are you know don't approve of and and all that, but you can't you can't discount the progress that they 've made i mean from forty seven wins from 18 sellouts from, you know, two all-stars on the team and 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 all these like there's a lot of tangible things that he can point to and say, look, w- this organization which has historically been one of the worst is now in the conversation in this town, which is refreshing and, you know, one thing where I where I kind of figured out you, your last point even more was on the Derrick Rose situation. When they were talking about bringing him in and finally brought him in, yeah. Twitter was an absolute cesspool. <laughs> yes, Derrick right. Rose you know, had all these off-the-court she issues. Was He's washed up. He's yeah. terrible. All this. And so I thought, like, I honestly thought when he was first going to be introduced in his first game, I thought he's going to get booed because yes, he's right. taken Tyus's place. Yeah. He goes in, he's got a standing ovation. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah they're, that's a you know, different. That, and that's yeah. that you different realize ground. that you're in this little fishbowl of yes. Twitter, and it feels like it's the whole world when really it's just a, a select few. And yeah. and so it can absolutely color your perception or what you think about things more than maybe it should.
2: What? Uh, give me your opinion on that. Uh, now, uh, Tibbs' thing is, for the first time in how many years he isn't rehabbing this? Rose yeah, he's, isn't, yeah, he's not I rehabbing I mean, in the offseason. And yeah. he's going to be 30. He's only 30, but mm-hmm. he can't, he's not a shooter, which is, the team needs a shooter. So uh, it sounds like Thibodeau was trying to convince himself that three-guard thing yeah. worked a lot Do you. Uh, if, a, if it's Tyus and Rose, who's the third guard? is it you gonna maybe Maybe a with kogi Teague? or Teague yeah. Is he or yeah play him with
3: Teague? probably yeah, yeah he, he likes the i think he likes rose and Tyus together um, as sort of the the one in the in the and the smaller two and and so they'll play a lot together then you can mix and match that with Wiggins or with Butler or with even you know Tolliver and 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 Nunnally and some of the shooters that that they brought in um, but yeah you know i i think that uh, Rose surprised me a little bit in how well he played for them down the stretch last year but he also missed 7 games with an ankle so yeah, like,
2: right. He, he's, he's he's going gonna, to miss he's time he's not going to play 82 no, like uh, no. Wiggins and Towns yeah like
3: sure. he and Jimmy probably are going to miss time yes. and so it's it's how they you know if it's it's if they if their bench is deeper to kind of fill in the gaps there so you don't have to play your others 45 minutes a night that's going to be the key uh, to to what they can do. But when when Rose was playing last year, he was pretty good, and and I think if you keep him in that 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 spark plug off the bench role, he can be effective for them. He
2: uh, it's uh, it of course Tibbs and minutes was the number yeah. one issue uh, ever, and now we're convinced that. Uh, uh, the, 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 again, the Twitter world, the Twitter, mm-hmm. the, the, those com, they're they're convinced the people who comment on newspaper articles and the athletic and mm-hmm. stuff like that uh, are convinced that Akogi and uh, and uh, are not going to play. Shot. Yeah, yeah, and Kiyati oh. are not are not going. They're not going to play. He's not going to use him anyway. But you go back. Dunn played what fifteen minutes? A,
3: yeah, fifteen yeah. minutes
2: a game as a rookie. Yeah, you know? yep. so, I mean, if if Okoge gets twelve or fifteen minutes, there's nothing to complain about. And the other guy is going to have to play uh, Belitz's minutes. Isn't yeah, he?
3: well, yeah. Tolliver will play Belitz's minutes. minutes a lot, but, but. I, I do think that they're still pretty thin on the wing, and so there's going to be opportunities for Bates Giop or or if it's the Nunnally guy they brought from Europe or or. But I think Akogi and and Kada both. They like to play defense, and none of the second-unit guys last year liked to play defense,
2: yeah, that, which is, which is he didn't use them, exactly. Right?
3: Yeah. And so now you can make the argument, okay, you know maybe Ty should have played a little more or, or, or Belly should have played a little bit more to give them a little bit more of a rhythm, but in but there, I, I believe that the rookies that they brought in fit more with what Tibbs wants. And so I think that at least they're going to have the opportunity to play yeah. more, and, right. and you know because he's going to trust them a little bit
0: more in terms of what they are bringing to the table on a daily basis. And my whole thing with the minutes, too, Johnny, was I looked specifically, I look at, like, Taj and Gorgie Jang, because I thought when they brought Taj in, you know, okay, Taj would probably be the starter, but he and Gorgie would probably split, play a play similar amount of mm-hmm. minutes, but then you look, and it's like, Taj is playing 33, 34 minutes mm-hmm. a night, and then Gorgie's playing like 15. And Gorgie, to me, is a guy that if he plays more, he'll play better. Mm-hmm. And he was coming off of a season where he was basically the starting power forward yep. and getting getting starters minutes, and then all of a sudden Taj comes in, and now Gorgie ends up regressing because he doesn't really know exactly what his role is. Like, for me, that's what the minutes thing comes down to for
2: myself. Here, uh, when he was here the other day and the other things I've heard from him, though, uh Thibodeau's going out of his way to mention G- Gorgie's yeah. uh, an important part of the team mm-hmm. and we're going to play him more. And for
0: the uh, money that he's getting, yeah. they need him to yes. play a bigger. Role. Yeah. Now
2: well, that they couldn't get rid of him, they're exactly. a they better player. That's him,
3: that's, yeah. that's it. You know, they tried to trade him and they couldn't find a taker and so and so they keep him around but you know, that's a there's a, there were a couple Gorgie and Belly especially were sort of that chicken or the egg thing. You know, they didn't play well. So they didn't get a lot of minutes, but they say, they would say quietly, "I need to play more yeah. To, to, yeah. to 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 play better." Yeah. Right. And so that's what they were juggling, and and so that's that's going to be a challenge again with Gorgie this year. Is I do they need to get him more on the floor, more to be more comfortable and, and at least maximize him a little bit more. But he also has to play better. He yeah. was not very good, not good at all. last year, and and you know that gets back to again you know we we talk about it all the time. You Tibbs and Layden, and you know I. I really don't care that you, if they're not big media guys and if they don't, they're not out shaking hands and kissing babies, but they have to talk to their players. And one thing that Gorgi was upset about was that when they decided to start Taj, there was never a real conversation about, hey, this is what we want to do. This is why we want to do it. And that really got things off on the wrong foot. And then it just kind of you know, went, went downhill from there.
2: Thibodeau has been out and about a little more with uh, the media types, but it, at the same time, he has tightened the circle <laughs> over at uh, uh, Target Center. I mean, he never really replaced Rick Brunson. He, he did, Lucas the third. He gave him that job, and uh, the, some of these the support the Lagarza and what about yep. three of those guys? I don't think they've been replaced, have they?
3: Yeah, they they, they um they have hired a, another assistant coach um to to come in to to give them another body now but that just happened in the last day or two but we definitely
2: But not he's he's on the bottom of the rung not on the top of the right rung. The yes guy, who they are
3: um and I can't even remember his name but he's a former player the video guy no he's he's a, he's a he's more of a coach guy and um and he's from they hired him from Detroit he was on Stan Van Gundy's staff and, and the name is escaping me right now but um, but they're, So they're going to bring him in. But, yeah, they don't have – a lot of teams will have three or four player development guys yeah. that just come in late at night and shoot and rebound with them and all that stuff. And, and so they're not going to have much of that anymore. And so um, I think Tibbs is kind of saying you know, that, hey, we'll, we'll all just do a little bit more with a little bit less as we hear so often in the media world now. And so that's, I think that's the plan for, for right now.
2: Uh the Vikings had an arrest uh Caleb yeah. uh, Jones uh said you know there's domestic abuse involved in it, the charges so uh we can't uh get uh too uh lighthearted about it but boy it's been a while hasn't it <laughs> when, when is their last one
3: I That's think? right they've 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 run a pretty clean house for for a few years now since Adrian maybe right I mean yeah, might I would, have been since yeah. then I would say that.
2: his uh, chances aren't real good, Caleb, uh, because uh, he was already going to serve a four-game suspension for uh, uh, PED uh, for PED, right?
1: So,
3: yeah, and and, you know. and and they got a bunch of receivers that yes. are trying that are flashing for them, and so um, yeah, that's that you know he did not do himself any favors if. These allegations prove to be true.
2: People uh, like to uh, still get, you know, Spielman drives me crazy because, you know, he has press conferences and never says a word. And, it's a, you know, he never told the truth in his life. But, uh, you know, I, I was telling Manny that I remember in 1995, a Buck Showalter was managing the Yankees, and there were these stories about how miserable it was to work for Steinbrenner and, you know, and about, I, you know, I remember they being in our place, and they traded for David Cohn. Mm. you know, and they then the next day they traded for some hitter. And I said, well, it's, it's so miserable, he keeps getting you the best players <laughs> that you can possibly get. Yeah. And Zim, God love him, this guy's giving him everything that you could possibly no want doubt. here. I mean, maybe, okay, the offensive line might be a little thin, but they went out and got the safety when he was floating around. They just went and got a center because they don't have one. They, it, they went and got him a, the most you know the eighty four million dollar quarterback, the best one available uh, there 's no excuse uh, Spielman has gotten him all the weapons you need
3: talent from top to bottom yeah. I mean one of the most talented rosters oh, in the yeah. in the league no question, and the other thing that they 've done a great job of is. Uh, they've paid a bunch of their guys, so you don't have yes. that. You know, you don't have the 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 dysfunction or the disenchantment of when am I going to get my money? I mean, Anthony Barr is still waiting, but he's getting twelve million dollars this year. Yeah, so, and he um, might
2: he might wait again, and they might end up uh, franchising, franchising him. Franchising, yeah.
3: Next but year, but maybe. they've done a great job of trying to eliminate some of those, um, you know, some of those issues. And and so he doesn't. Zim doesn't have a lot of those fires to put out, and boy i mean from a draft standpoint and a free agency standpoint they've hit a lot they've had a lot of doubles and triples and in a couple of home runs and so that's that really is all you can ask for on yeah, that front. i mean
2: they uh, they're loaded i don't know if, i mean uh, even
3: some of these rookie free agents that they bring in you know yeah. holton hill is and yeah, these guys right. like They got the probably the you know, best
2: you know kid that, you yeah know, i mean the, fine you
3: guys. Know, they they find guys and 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 they're just really really good and so that's that's a good position I to mean, be in i mean
2: a lot of teams wanted this Guy and they paid him eighty thousand instead yep. of thirty thousand. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah, and and, and the Chad BB kid. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's flashing, and you know, I mean, a lot of these guys. It's not just the first round picks that are working out. I mean, they're going out and beating the bushes and bringing in guys who can really help you at the very bottom of the roster.
2: Will, I'll be back. Uh, we are at the Minnesota State Fair. There's a picture of Harmon. Uh, Eric Curry has joined us. Johnny Trzinski from the Athletic here. We're out on the porch at the State Fair. We have cleaned up the cow poop I, st- <laughs> I stood in yesterday, so uh, everything's uh, fantastic. Eric uh, just flashing a picture of Brecken Killabrew Curry, ah. the uh, the uh, young Look at man. that. That, uh, yeah, that kid. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. the uh, the grandparents, he's got uh, no chance, right? Did, did we uh, did we have uh, Harmon up in the Faustin while you and uh, Kelly Roysland, your bride, were in Europe?
1: Uh, no, actually, uh, the grandparents came to us, okay. which is, which is <laughs> okay. even better. All right, we got to uh, keep him familiar with his territory.
2: So, uh, now the team that goes to Italy for the Gopher women's basketball team incoming freshmen can't be on it no Is no they can they yeah, can't can. okay yeah, yeah. okay so. so that was the this year's roster was that over was there that then. was this year's roster yes how so. many freshmen did they have
1: uh i believe three okay um now there was one that uh this just came in who's a foreign player i believe from mm-hmm. czechoslovakia that just got here so, so going to go. italy no big deal not, her. Not, <laughs> yeah. not, just, a, just a quick road trip weekend road trip <laughs> over there for her so she sat it
2: out and uh of course uh coach whalen was over here uh Trying to uh, get her team to the playoffs, which uh, the the links ended. Uh, I, you know, she could have made the last couple of. They got beat early enough. Were you home by the time they got eliminated? We were.
1: She actually, uh, uh, the uh, retirement was announced on the Friday that we were still over there. So um, she actually, if she wanted to shut it down right then, she could have made the last two stops. <laughs>
2: Johnny, I got a question for both you and Eric. Uh, we had a story in the paper. Uh, a couple of days ago, Rachel Blount did it yeah, on the decline good. of uh, ticket sales for go for football, men's basketball, men's hockey. Uh, you, uh, you know, Eric, of course, you uh, you were in the Twins' uh, corporate world for quite a number of years. Now uh, work at uh, at Cambria, but uh, you know Marty Davis is involved in that ticket. What? How do you see this as a? Uh, Where's that problem come from? We'll go for it. I've, I've a lot of my feeling is it's competition. Yeah, in this market. You no
1: know? question.
3: Well, well I, I mean, I think uh, you. I've been kind of maintaining a theory for a while now that sports tickets are on a bubble, like the real estate, you know, kind of world is in terms of you can only raise them so high, mm-hmm. especially if you're not going championship after championship yeah. after championship when. People have competition in the market to go other places, but also to be able to sit at home with your 55-inch flat screen, high definition, and you know you're paying $12 for a 12-pack instead of $12 for one beer, and 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 so like you know I just don't see how you, these can keep going up and up and up, and sooner or later the bubble's going to burst, and it's going and those prices are going to have to go down to get people coming back there, and of course that's very difficult with you know the Coaching salaries going up, and administrative salaries, and all of the expenses that go into operating an athletic department these days. But I mean, I just, I just see it as an economic thing that way. That's yeah. that's driving a lot of this.
2: Eric, it costs you twice as much to go to a Viking game now than it did in the Metrodome. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah. everything. How much is the, uh, between the suites they're selling and that stadium and the team they got and all that, how, how much have the Vikings changed the landscape, do you think?
1: I think uh, I think they've changed it a big, a uh, lot, because they're the shiny new penny, and, uh, and so the corporate direction is to go to um, the new yeah. place, right? Yes. Everybody wants to go, uh, even if it's eight times a year. Um, so it's really difficult. And then, you know, you get to the other side, and um, uh, for a corporation to... Um, go to the Wild or go to the yeah. Twins. It's 41 or 81 events yes. a year that um, that if you're going to maximize and again I'm not I'm not downplaying it but if you're going to maximize uh, those entertainment opportunities, you've got to have your people there. Yes. And uh, and so you got to have you don't your people have any there 41 tickets, or 81 yeah. nights a year. Mm-hmm. If you got
2: Viking tickets, you don't have any left laying on the, you know, no. Unused. You don't have any unused right. ones, right? No,
1: no, right. So, um, and I think I agree, with John, it's a this is an economic thing, and uh, and at some point, um, it's going to be too much. And now I think there's some uh, some legislation coming on on corporate tickets and, and how much of those can be deducted and things, and mm-hmm. that's gonna that's gonna make a big impact.
3: You know, when we were when we were all you know, when I was growing up, and you you, you could go to a game. Yes. And the family could decide at the last minute or something. Hey, let's go down to the game, and you know, you spend a little bit of money, but you can make that decision, snap judgment, and just say, okay, let's. If we can get a ticket, let's go in and and do it. Um, nowadays, most families have to save up for one or two a year. I right. mean, that's right. unfortunately the way that that it is, and it's a, it's it's an event that you go to a couple of times a year. And, and and that's and that's it. If you wanna take the, the two kids with you and park and and eat and do all of those things. That's just it's it's a lot of money to, to do that.
2: And it's you know ten bucks for a beer. You yeah, know? exactly. I, mean, yeah. I, I really think that the PR move of every team would be to have seven dollar beers.
1: Like Atlanta, you know? I mean, yeah, else? yeah. Who, yeah, did, who like did that? Artie the
2: did that at, uh, I mean, he, no, he? yeah, he when he came, came in, and in and and he cut the prices in yeah. half. I believe they've uh,
1: worked their way back up
3: to uh, reality again. Maybe, but, yeah. Uh, and, and I think the Falcons are doing like five dollars, yeah. but they, but you know they're charging more for tickets, maybe and more for parking, so they're making it up somewhere else, but when you go in, you don't feel like you're getting... You know, railroaded by right. by these by these prices inside the building. You think, gosh, yeah, okay, yeah I got to do somehow it that
2: they go for, uh, the gophers, somehow the wild have been bulletproof on this thing. Well, know? it's uh, they got the demographics. They got, they, got the yeah. and, they got the wife and they got the wife and husband and two kids, man. Tumbling are I mean, yeah. good for them. They've done 103% a great. Three percent of, of capacity.
1: Yeah. Well, it's Woodbury and it's Eden yeah. Prairie, and yeah. it, I mean that's it's not summer. Yeah, uh, no. yeah, uh, uh, which yeah. is you know and. Yeah. And they haven't gone to a, as much of this as you know the, the screens and and mm-hmm. uh, you know games are on, college basketball games are on Facebook now right yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't didn't know that till somebody said hey, you were on Facebook last night I didn't mean to be but uh, <laughs> yeah, right. but yeah so it's too easy
2: for
3: yeah.
1: there's for too them many to, other
3: options yeah, exactly
2: and mm-hmm. when you know and and for the Timberwolves I mean they they did what they had to do they remodeled that building so yep. it, you know you, you got a decent experience there. But the Gophers, God love it. We all love Williams Arena, blah, blah, blah. The place is full. Indiana's in town. Okay, that's fine, 13,000. But you're playing... uh you know bowling green on a December yeah. night in mm-hmm. that dump, uh, and it's a pain in the ass to get there, especially the, the
3: six o'clock and they're gonna games. charge
2: you right. ten or twelve bucks to park. It's a lot easier to stay home Yep, yeah, yeah, the six
1: is, o'clock it, games too it's the, it's those a lot those of these, TV yeah. ones kill you, especially if they're you know if they're just okay, if they're mm-hmm. really good, they're winning yeah, it's a different if it's a different decision then
2: yep, no doubt and in the corporate world, Eric, you deal with it, you're on the other side of it now every you know no matter who you are. Uh, the twins want you to buy a suite, the Mm -hmm. wolves want you to buy a suite, the wild want you to buy a suite, the Vikings want to buy you a suite, and the gophers want you to buy a suite. It's, uh, you know, no matter what the corporation is, they got to say no to somebody.
1: Yeah, because you can do the math, and again, like we just said, Mm -hmm. 80 plus 41 plus another 41 over here Mm -hmm. plus another 10 over here, and pretty soon you've you've got your folks entertaining half of the year.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, knew, I never thought of After that. After hours, I mean, even yeah. no matter how many clients you got, they want to stay home once in a while,
1: right? right? They don't exactly want to Right. At the end of the day, I mean, the, the, part of the entertaining is is getting sales done, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you got to have. So you can't do that by hand. It's harder to do that by handing out tickets. True. I'm not saying it can't be done, but,
2: mm-hmm. but. Uh, Eric Curry's with us. Johnny Krasinski from the Athletic. Uh, we'll be back. Eric Curry's with us. Eric uh, slips away uh, a few times during the winter to referee big-time college basketball. Uh, Best arena in the country.
1: Wow. The uh, Fog? I vote for the Fog. The Fog is awfully, awfully good. I've never been. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my. It's pretty good.
2: It's Williams Arena, but... Been Squared. there, been there once yeah, in square.
1: a in a preseason game. They were playing a Division two school and they were standing in line ten miles <laughs> oh, long man. to get tickets. So uh, waving
2: the wheat, man, yeah, waving
1: yeah. the wheat. Mikhail Arena is great. Yeah. Um, uh When they when they're going good at Arizona, that's a pretty good spot there too. And uh, and I like the Breslin Center. Yeah. Bloomington's pretty and cool. Bloomington. Well, yeah. That's, Bloomington, but they, it's, they haven't been very know, good for a while. I,
2: I haven't been down there for a while, but they they complain about every call every call when bobby was coaching oh my they wanted 100% of them yeah they wanted 100% well, you
1: know they're not you know they're really not paying attention when you blow the whistle and uh and it's ag- wait so wait a second that's against the other team <laughs> Yeah,
2: don't blow me anyway <laughs> please yeah Purdue too. Purdue is great. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: when it's full. Boy, back yeah, arena is mean, really and they've, cool. They've really done a nice job redoing that yep. place. That's really good. Mm-hmm. The really barn
2: good. is uh, now you don't work the barn as much as you used to, uh, no. but uh, the barn is uh, you know we don't. We don't see it like the old days very often. I have no.
1: a conflict of interest at the barn. Yes, so I'm right. Not allowed to go yes. there anymore. No, that's, yeah.
2: that's
3: my favorite though. Yeah, uh, I mean. but hey, it,
2: you're you're married to an assistant coach with the women's team. That doesn't mean you're going to favor the men's team.
1: No, yeah, I, I wouldn't think so. But uh, <laughs> don't don't tell Bo Ryan that. Um, no, I. You know that I would agree. Uh, Williams Arena, when they're going good that place that's there's not very many better places than that i can tell you
3: yeah there's so much nostalgia for me i mean my dad and i we couldn't afford tickets we'd have to scalp once or twice a year we could go to penn state you know and those back then but i mean the the best experience i've ever had as a kid was hose the hosea crittenden game where feed hosea and he hits a three (laughs) and you know and the whole place just erupts and i must have been nine or ten years old and then we got in the we got in the truck driving home, and Dark is on the on the radio, like, talking about the whole thing. It, 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 I mean, it was
1: fantastic. Well, was. The, the other one, I would say, that then I'd have to say the last one is New Mexico in the pit. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. i got to throw a, throw a I, props I was to my there. Mount West guys, but I was uh, there. that place is awesome. Yeah. I was
2: there for that Final Four when, uh, you know, NC State throws up the shot and then puts it in and beats Houston, that was unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, that's a hell of a place. And uh, that was, you know, what I remember about that is the uh, – semifinal game on saturday when houston started dunking oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, roger valvassari from uh notre dame was uh was uh david kaywood was the pr guy for the ncaa and he had his guys and these same guys came back every year and roger was on them and they dunked about six times in a row in various ways and held up a little handmade sign that said Welcome to the twenty first century. He was was right about the yeah. The pit's great. Oh yeah, it's it's the
1: hardest. It's the hardest walk after the game though, because there's a very steep incline Mm -hmm. uh, that comes off the court and goes up there. And we had Majerus in there one night, and uh, one of the guys says, "Oh my God, he's going to chase us off the floor." And I said, "Well, he ain't going to chase us for long." (laughs) <laughs> uh,
2: do you uh, do you detect uh, a little decline in attendance around the country or not really? You know, I don't think so because um, it's down a little bit. I guess five percent. It, or it so.
1: very well may be, but it really doesn't seem like it.
2: You're, you do the three Western conferences basically. Yeah,
1: right? um, Mountain West, Big Ten, and uh, or Mountain West and the Pac twelve and and um, the West Coast Conference, and it's not down at Gonzaga. I can promise mm-hmm. you that. Uh, Is that
2: a pit too, or what kind of it's, arena?
1: It's uh, they brand new, about three four. Years old, and uh, they're ranked number two in the country, I think, now. And they it's 7,000, yeah. And the student wow. section is full two hours before they yeah.
2: were trying to get them to move to the Mountain West, right? Yeah. And they uh, thought they were out.
1: really close to doing that. And and um, uh, Craig and the gang were working hard at that. And I think you know, could happen at some point,
2: yeah. But uh, yeah, I've never been out there. Oh, Carl Polad's alma mater was an is outs- that right, outstanding is that, football yeah. player, no kid uh, at Gonzaga way back when, The yes. Zags. So uh, what's the uh, what's the schedule uh, now? You've uh, last year you got to uh, you went to Hawaii, right? To work on no.
1: Last year I went to uh, last year I went to uh, China. China.
2: And two years ago you were, oh, had the game the, on the ship,
1: right? Yeah, and I had the ship game the year before. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to kick over to Maui this year. That'll be a uh, pretty good little tournament. The Shamanad uh, gets the year off.
2: Oh, ah, they're not and, playing. Uh, huh? No, no.
1: So uh, uh, Brian, D- I ran into Brian Dutcher over the summer, and he said. Uh, um, I, I said, oh, oh you guys are going to Maui? He says, yeah, we're playing the part of Shamanah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they just got, uh, I see, just got extended to 2022. Good for him. Yeah, uh, uh, Wonderful,
1: wonderful, wonderful, wonderful human being. Absolutely. I watch night. him
2: work the sidelines. He doesn't seem to abuse the uh, referees. No, he's really,
1: he's really good. He's really good. <laughs> Sometimes guys change when they move over one seat yeah. uh, to the left, some. Um, but, no, he's been great, and he had a great mentor in Steve Fisher. Yeah, he was, was never that, right? now, Steve, Steve Fisher is the best human being in the game. Really? really? No okay, question.
2: what's the funniest thing uh, somebody's yelled at you that you should have teed <laughs> him up for, but you just laughed instead?
1: Um, uh, we had an, I had a funny exchange. It wasn't a teed exchange <laughs> with uh, with Timmy Miles. and 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 Brad Underwood from uh, Illinois. And now that they come out to the 28-foot marks, they're almost right next to each other, right? right. So uh, we were at uh, Nebraska last year, and the ball goes out of bounds, and it's a tough play, and our guy gives it to uh, Nebraska. And Timmy is standing down on the end line pointing his direction. And uh, I, so I turn around and say, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and uh, and he goes, "Well, I got it right." And I said, "Some would disagree." <laughs> so so I'm walking up, walking up the floor, and uh, Brad Underwood says, um, uh, "Eric, do we get that one right?" And I said, "Well, Timmy seems to think so." <laughs> he says, "Well, what the hell does he know? He likes Coors Light." And, uh, Timmy says, "Eric, he's your kind of guy. He likes the good red wine." <laughs>
3: <laughs> well. You- don't venture into Target Center anytime soon and, mm-hmm. and uh, rough those NBA games if you want to keep your ears from bleeding. So.
1: Yeah, you, know, I, I, you know, that's a, that's a, different, that's a different sport, a yeah. uh, different deal, and uh, I'm very happy with um, <laughs> with the band and the cheerleaders in <laughs> the tournament. It's the best. Mm-hmm.
2: As a basketball connoisseur, though, uh, are you, the game being ruled on all levels by the three-pointer, what do you two guys think of it?
3: Well, the one thing that I like about it is that um, it's great for youth basketball in terms nah. of, like, any kid can look at that and say, maybe I could do that someday. You know, mm-hmm. maybe I could, sh- if I work hard enough, maybe I could shoot like that. Uh, you know, when you have, uh, you know, LeBron coming down, you know, a freight train at six eight two seventy, and Duncan from the free throw line, that's a little bit harder to relate to. Um, so I like that it gets kids excited about it i also like in the tournament when less talented teams can make a run and make it interesting when when they can gun like that but i do think even even in 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 the nba it's almost we're almost reaching a saturation point where it's just too much of the three you want to see some varied offense you want to see some some different attacks now it's driving kick driving kick driving kick
1: yeah I would you, agree. You agree with that. I, yeah, I would. I, you know, the, um, Loyola had a great run in the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. last year. good yeah. for good for Porter. I mean, that was a, that was a lot of fun to watch. But again, they, they penetrate and kick, and what it does is it does spread the game out a little mm-hmm. bit. So it it makes uh, it, it puts a premium on having a really good good big man too, because then if you've got a big man, a guy that can shoot it, you got a pretty good yeah. squad.
2: Yeah, you know what? The biggest change in the women's game uh, when you watch WNBA or even the the high-level college, they make shots now. Oh, man, last night, Tarasi. Oh, yeah. by the way, Adela Donnie. was oh, unbelievable, and she blew out her knee. Boy, she blew
1: turn. it up, and yeah. the two plays before. God. Oh, she
2: had been, she was fantastic.
1: Yeah, we were sitting there watching, and I said, My
2: goodness, is she good. And oh, she's she had incredible. hit the
1: turnaround jumper, then she hit the long shot, and then, and then the she pass came down a, there. Inside,
2: she made that pass. Yeah, and too. then
1: turned around, turned her knee down. I feel bad for Mike Tebow because yeah. uh, that, mm-hmm. was, that was going to be his real chance to win it, I think. Absolutely. And uh, his daughter's here with us. Yeah. and We're Great guy. thrilled to have her.
2: But he's, uh, but you know, the the, the coming down and hitting pull up threes, that's something that I, I know yeah. a smaller ball and everything. But uh, but it's uh, the you know making shots has uh, made that game a lot easier to watch. You know?
1: Yeah, a, a lot easier. And uh, and they they really have the fundamentals of the game down um, from on the on the women's side. I think, and I I enjoy watching, and I'm. I'm not only supposed to say that. I
3: mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah it, it, it's a lot. It's it is very entertaining to watch right now. Right. That game last night, Phoenix and Seattle, yeah, was tough, wasn't it? That yeah. was great.
2: You do have the issue though if you play either pickup basketball or golf, you're gonna your uh, wife's gonna kick. I have out. Not,
1: <laughs> I really have. I really have no chance. And, uh, and, and now Fumbling. I understand. I'm also the third best referee in my family. <laughs> so uh, I've, I've I've got no yeah. shot. But uh, but we're we're having fun. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and uh, well, wasn't she the state golf champion? Or runner-up, or some I think right?
1: she finished second a couple of times. I, she went to the state golf tournament uh, six times <laughs> in her high school in her high school career, and then, and then uh, I guess you know, well, she was Miss uh, Minnesota in volleyball, mm-hmm. and then didn't you know take that up again until her graduate school year. So, uh, young Breckin uh, Harmon has a chance uh, if he stays as he away gets from the me. You right <laughs> got that All right. Yeah, yep. All steer right. it that way. Uh, thank you, Thank we'll you, be back. Patrick. Good seeing you.